The Western Hockey League season is in full swing and the Two Paper Guys podcast has you covered. Hear reaction on news and storylines in Medicine Hat, Prince Albert, and around the league. The podcast starts right here, right now. Here's your host, Nathan Ryder of the Prince Albert Daily Herald, and James Tubb of the Medicine Hat News. Welcome back. This is episode number 17 of the Two Paper Guys podcast. Nathan Ryder with you in Prince Albert. James Tubb with you in Medicine Hat. And at the time of recording, we're just an hour or two hours away from uh, the end of the second meeting of the season between the Prince Albert Raiders and the Medicine Hat Tigers. A 3-2 Prince Albert win at the Art Hauser Center. I, I was watching live in person, but... Uh, James, you were watching live in uh, Medicine Hat there. Just uh, how did you kind of evaluate uh, this evening's game? Yeah, it was a definitely, and it was kind of something you and I, uh, Nathan, have texted about after this game and talked about. It's It was an effort that Prince Albert needed to have um, just as they are in their playoff hunt, and it was an effort that we haven't really seen a lot from the Tigers. I see we and like the people that watch the Tigers and, uh, ask questions about the team. Just haven't seen this, that type of a game from them where they didn't look at their sharpest. So, um, yeah, it just, I don't know. It was a really good game by PA and just uh, not the best from the Tigers in their uh, weekend. You know, wasn't a good weekend for the Tigers and Prince Albert kind of capitalized on that. It was a good game, though. Great game to watch uh, through the screen and I'm sure it was a great game to watch in person there in uh, PA. That definitely worth the price of admission to watch tonight's game. So before we jump into the game, something a little bit special, that a little bit out of the ordinary that you, that you keen-eyed watchers of the feed on WHL Live would have noticed is that the Polish national anthem was played prior to O Canada, and that is because uh, Prince Albert forward Christoph Matches, who's originally from Poland. His parents are in a, were in attendance here tonight. They're going to be here for the next couple of weeks, I believe, is the timeline that they're going to be here for. So it was their first game at the Art Hauser Center. They were in Moose Jaw for the Raiders' 3-1 loss to the Warriors last night. It was their first experience at uh, at uh, the, the Art Hauser Center, and I think it was a very, very memorable for one for them, despite... Uh, Kristoff being held off of the off the score sheet there. So if you were wondering why the Polish national anthem was played tonight in Prince Albert, that is the reason. Great touch by the by the radio organization doing doing that for the for the Matches family who I I talked with briefly. Um, sounds like it was a all said and done. It took them 29 hours to reach uh, just to get to South. Oh my god. Oh. Because that's have, a lot of travel. Because from Nowitog, Pol- Poland, where the Matches family is from, five six hour drive to Vienna, where they hop on a flight to Frankfurt, Frankfurt to Toronto, and fly from Toronto to Saskatoon, and then it's about an hour an hour's car ride from Saskatoon to to Prince Albert. But uh, that's enough no, about that- the. I, was gonna, I just want to say that's very cool from uh, the Raiders organization. Stick taps to them. Uh, there's not a lot of organizations that would do that in this league or you don't hear of it. So, uh, yeah, huge, huge props to them for going out of their way like that. And 
I didn't realize what was going on on the uh, the live stream. I guess I was I was also tuned into the away broadcast, so they wouldn't know either. So it was, but it, no, it's very cool to hear that that was what that was, and uh, love that. Love uh, organizations caring about their players and families. I think uh, so. Jump jumping in, jumping into the game here. First period, very much. I think both teams were kind of feeling each other each other out a little bit. Two teams haven't met since the Teddy Bear Toss game at Co-op Place in December. So it's been a month or so since these these teams have played against each other and a few few penalties each side each side. Um including including a fight between uh Nate Corbet and uh, Grady Martin that resulted in both sides getting a five-minute major plus a ten-minute misconduct. Both both returned turned to the game and weren't uh, weren't injured. There was a bit of a delay there because there was some a some bit bl- of a delay of blood of blood. So that was that was crazy. They they made one guy scrape the Grady Martin's blood off the ice. I don't know how Grady Martin got cut. Obviously, glad to see that he was fine. But it was one guy stuck out there scraping that man. That was that was crazy to watch. But, but all, all in all, I think, especially that that first period onward, in that first period, it was very pretty physical, pretty little little chippy. But both both teams were bringing the bringing the physicality tonight. Because let's let's be real, James, this was uh, a big two points for both of these hockey clubs at uh, at stake here this evening. And for sure, yeah. Um, just to give context to that, uh, Tigers looking to hold first in the central coming into the game. Red Deer's chasing them by two points. Uh, Red Deer's a game at hand. And if you're PA, you're trying to sneak into the playoffs, you know, and get a playoff spot and hold on to it. So, yeah, two teams that, like, it is the 3rd of February when we're recording this, and there's still a lot of season left. But, you know, each game matters, and this game really matters for both teams tonight. Or both teams, yeah. So the scoring, it would take until – the 1704 mark of the first period for the seal to be broken on the score sheet, courtesy of Brayden Doobie, his 11th goal of the season. That was initially waved off due to the on the referee ruling it a high stick that batted the puck out of midair past Ethan McCallum. After a lengthy review process, that that goal was overturned. Um so it was waved off on ice, but overturned on after video replay. I for I sit right next to the video goal judge in Prince Albert. Um, Javen Beckson was the name of the gentleman doing that uh, that job tonight, and he looked at that every angle that he had available to him. He looked at extensively, and uh, what I asked I asked him afterwards what he. He thought of it, and he's in his judgment when um, Doobie Stick made c- contact with the puck. In his judgment, it was even with the crossbar and not above the crossbar. You you can, as long as the stick is not above that uh, crossbar, you you can deflect deflect the puck in, and that's what uh, the the video goal judge ruled on that play, and that's why the goal was overturned after that was probably what a five, six minute uh, look at that on replay. 
Easily. Yeah. They, yeah, it was a long review. It was longer than uh, the um, MVP of the Art Hauser uh, Center cleaning up the blood. Took a long time. And I don't know. If I'm surprised there's not a shot clock. I don't know how that would work league-wide. You can only review a play for so long. Obviously, you want to get it right. But uh, at some point, you got to get the game going. And you know what? I guess they got what they determined was the right call. And uh, yeah, and it kind of it kind of set them thing gears in motion there for the Raiders going forward. And keep in mind that was there was a delayed penalty against the Tigers, so it was six six on five when that when that goal was scored by Doobie at the seventeen oh four mark of the first period. Fast forward to the eighteen thirty one mark, Braden Doobie scores his twelfth goal of the season, also on a delayed penalty against the Medicine Hat Tigers. Not as controversial this time. This one crossed the goal, crossed the goal line before Rhett Parsons uh, was able to scoop it out, scoop it out of the net. There, it was clear and concrete, concrete on uh, video replay that that uh, that goal was a good goal by Brain Doobie and the Prince Albert Raiders to give Prince Albert a two nothing lead after 20 minutes. Shots did favor the Tigers by a total of 11. 11 to 10 after after the first period and, and we, we talked about this before we start click the record button but i very much thought it would be a scoreless hockey game at least going into the second period there just with the with the way these two teams were playing that's what it that's what it was i thought it was destined for that at about the 10 minute mark of the period but uh i was it wrong did, it was it looked like two teams that had played the night before and we're just kind of feeling each other out, as you mentioned. And yeah, it wouldn't have been a surprise to see it uh, become zero zero after twenty minutes. I also didn't see it going to nothing right there, uh, right off the hop. But it was, you know, what the Raiders kind of caught the tires flat footed, or maybe took momentum and ran with it there, and they led after twenty, and it, yeah, and eventually led after forty. And, and 60, I guess, if you want <laughs> yeah, <laughs> want to classify it like that. But, yeah, no, it was it was not the game I expected either, just as a total. Um, I think I told – well, as I told you, I maybe expected a little bit more offense from both sides. But uh, this was kind of – the Raiders played their game more so than the Tigers, and they came out on top. So, fast forward to the second period, then – I think there was a couple opportun there was a couple opportunities each side in the first period as well. Medicine Hat killed off a lengthy five on three after uh, in that first period interference penalty against Hunter St. Martin and a checking to the head minor penalty against Rhett Parsons led to that uh, led to that uh, five five on three. But uh, Tigers were successfully able to get the were able to get the kill on that one. To, uh, keep it scoreless at that point in time. So we'll, we'll dive into this at probably tw- once we finish recapping the scoring summary, but uh, penalty kill was big for both teams here tonight, but uh, yep. sec- second period, only one goal for either side. And it goes the way of the Prince Albert Raiders, Niall Crocker, 16th goal of the season, uh, typical Niall Crocker goal. If you re- redirection in front for his 16th goal of the season, at the 9.32 mark, that came on the power play after a slashing minor penalty called against Tiger captain Tyler McKenzie. Yeah, it was, I don't know. And we'll talk about the penalties. There was some 
they could have maybe put the whistles away a little sooner, both ways. I thought sometimes, but uh, yeah, it was a good goal there by the Raiders, and it was it was just them keeping momentum. I think they had momentum the entire first forty minutes of the game, and it showed kind of there on that power play. And no, no, it's a sneaky good power play there from the Raiders, and it's still missing its best weapon in uh, Ryder Ritchie. I, I don't know why that had to be secret, but no, yeah, it was a good good power play there from the Raiders uh, without Ritchie. And you could argue both teams are without missing their top forward at this moment in time with Caden Lundstrom being out of the lineup for Medicine Hat and Prince Albert being without uh, Ryder Ritchie. Definitely. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a hard choice in uh, Medicine Hats to choose a best forward. But no, two teams missing top talent, top uh, 2006-born NHL draft talent. So 3 nothing Prince Albert, the score after... 40 minutes of play after a penalty against for Saha alumni in Oring called for a slashing minor of his own in the third period leads to a Medicine Hat Tigers power play goal. Shane Smith with his 24th of the season in front of his big brother, who is a skills coach for the Prince Albert Raiders, big brother, Don Smith getting to watch his, his younger brother score at the Art Hauser Center. Um, cool, cool moment for that family, I'm sure. Um, just, Definitely. Just like... and, sorry, Nate, with that, Don, and I forget their dad's name. Um, they travel a lot to watch Shane or as much as they can, and they were uh, in Calgary for the um, Circle K Classic. It was, it was the Max Championship still then, and that was April of 2022. When South the South Alberta Hockey Academy won it, and Shane Smith was the uh, I think he was the MVP of that tournament, or MVP of the playoffs. Anyways, I got to stand beside them and talk, and they're quite they're a good, really good family as you you've grown to know, uh, I imagine. But uh, yeah, they love uh, love watching Shane and the success he's had. And Dawn is also also involved with the Prince Albert Northern Bears U eighteen AAA female program in Prince Albert and. Uh, Fun fact, when I was flying home from Lethbridge at the hol- during the holidays there, Shane er, Doan was on my flight from Calgary to Saskatoon with me. We didn't sit right next to each other, but uh, we chatted a bit before we boarded the plane. So Nice. There, there you go. It's, it's a s- small world. That, that came at the 555 mark of the third period. Um, Tigers will pull within one at the 904 mark. Jack Kachkowski, 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 Kowski, Kowski. There you go. You know the pronunciation. He gets his first. <laughs> I believe that's his first Western Hockey League goal yep. at the at the nine oh four mark to to pull the Tigers within one. But that would be his, there. There would be some tense nerves in the Arthauser Center as as the clock winded down. But that's how that's how the score would finish. Is uh, 3-2 Prince Albert in in regulation breaks the streak of five consecutive shootouts at uh, Raider home games at the Art Hauser Center, which Hallelujah. is which is wild <laughs> considering that there was not a single shootout for Prince Albert in the 2022-2023 season, not a single one. Seriously, no. that's that's crazy. That that's that's a statistic for you. The closest game it came to that in that season was. Uh, Saskatoon's home opener, the Blades scored in September 2022. 
the Blades scored with half a second left in overtime to win mm-hmm. it. Otherwise, every single every single that was the closest the Raiders came to a shootout in that season. And then they've gotten used to the shootout uh, this year. They're not they're not phased by the shootout at all. Um, Medicine Hat one one for seven on the power on the power play. Shane Smith with the, that goal, and then Prince Albert goes one for three on the man advantage. I thought the Raiders did, especially, especially with Gavin McKenna, is that they didn't give him any space to work with, really. Like, Gavin, especially with Gavin McKenna, but as well as some of the other playmakers on the, on the in this Tiger lineup, I felt like they did a really good job at not giving those guys a ton of space and, and, t- and time to think about what they wanted to do. It did. It's kind of the one, and it's 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 puzzling sometimes looking at other teams and how they'll give. They won't try to play contain, but they'll let the Tigers run a bit and just hope that they can get in the shooting lane or whatever. And the Raiders just clogged up the passing lanes a lot. I think it frustrated the Tigers a little more than it should have a little sooner. And you know, they you started to see some like I don't want to say. It just seemed like guys were starting to do it them trying to do it themselves, and it didn't work. And then they would try to make a pass, and it didn't work. And it was a lot of frustration. And but you did see in the third period there, the Tigers get that offense, and they get that momentum that they have throughout the season late in the game. But uh, just another one they couldn't uh, pull off. But you you mentioned it, uh, Nathan. The penalty kill was huge for the Raiders. I mean, you have seven, you give up seven power plays, and you only let. The Tigers have one of the top power plays in the league. You only surrender one. That's not a. It's not a bad night for the Raiders. It's a good way to celebrate in the the video room come Monday. I think Medicine Hat entering play the third best power play in the Western Hockey League. Only the Moose Jaw Warriors and Portland Winterhawks better with the man advantage this season. And I a big part of that. And I'd argue he's been the most improved player across the entirety of the Eastern Conference this season. Max Hildebrand, because the Tigers did have some looks in the first and second period, but yep. Max, Max Hildebrand came up with some quality saves when uh, when the Raiders needed it. Oh, uh, Max Hildebrand, did he get a star tonight? I think he, I believe he was second star. Was he? Okay, it's not showing up on my on the uh, the game summary in front of me, but that's fine. Um, yeah, he did. He deserved it. He. He was the Raiders' best player tonight. I thought um, he, you know what? I thought he was going to get the shutout. Uh, it sure seemed like it, and um, he didn't. But no, he kept the Tigers in check. And Max Hildebrand, I didn't realize he was nineteen, so like he's got a big year ahead of him next year uh, for the Raiders. But even the rest of this year to run with the role that he has, he's been. I it's tough in the Central Division for goalie of the year, but he. Jackson Unger might take it, but uh, I don't think Max Hildebrand's name should just be brushed over. And, and I, I told you I'd give you a bit of a, a hard time before, but you did text <laughs> you did text me during the third period. Uh, I'll, I'll read um, the conversation. It's uh, you said shout out number two on the way for Max Hildebrand, and I I replied, "Are you trying to jinx?" No, I just had the feeling of it. Tigers can't get anything going. And then I text I text back like a minute later and I said the jinx worked because that's when Shane Smith scored on the power play. Yeah, and the um the CHL live feed is a little bit behind. So, you know, I didn't know it was coming, but you saw it and I hand up hand up 
hand on my chest, whatever you want to say. I wasn't trying to jinx anything. It just felt like that. It was a game, and the Tigers have yet to be shut out this year, knock on wood for uh, Tigers fans. But, um, no, it just felt like a game Max Hildebrand was trying to steal. And, like I said, the Tigers weren't getting a lot of things going at that time. Obviously, they had a nice push there in the third. But, uh, yeah, no, it was it was a master class uh, from Hildebrand and a big bounce back for the Raiders coming off that wit loss Saturday yeah. night, right? Or Friday night, pardon me. Friday night in Moose Jaw, they lost three to one, and th- this was a fresh Max Hildebrand too, because Nathan Preston did get that start in Moose Jaw last night. I'll be curious to see uh, if if he'll get a little bit more running running time down down the go here, keep Max Hildebrand a little bit more fresh. But uh, he did everything the Raiders wanted of him tonight, and and then some. I don't think that's the best game. I think he's played all season. I'd probably say it was last Saturday in Saskatoon, the three-two, three-two win for the Saskatoon Blades. But the shots in that game were thirty-three-nine in favor of the Blades. Yeah, and... that was <laughs> that was crazy to look at. Uh, just seeing those numbers uh, from afar. And then the night before, on the Cobra Chicken night, he led the Raiders past the Blades in a shootout by a five-four final score. Um, but this this was. Very important win for the for the Prince Albert Raiders, and we were talking we were talking about this before we clicked the record button. But with the with the Raiders, very much are still in control of their own destiny with with uh, who they have left on the schedule. They finished up with Moose Jaw for the season. They don't see the Warriors the rest of the regular season. Two meetings left with the Medicine Hat Tigers: one at Co-op Place and one at the Art Hauser Center. One meeting left with the Red Deer Rebels. That's coming at the Art Hauser Center. I believe one meeting left with the Swift Current Broncos, and that that is at the Art Hauser Center. Five meetings left with the Brandon Wheat Kings, including three at the Art Hauser Center this month. So Raiders and Wheat Kings gonna renew that rivalry a little bit <laughs> this month. Three meetings left with the Lethbridge Hurricanes this season, who is only who are only three points above Prince Albert in the standings right now, but uh, Hurricanes do have three games in hand on Prince Albert. Raiders are done with the Calgary Hitmen, who they're neck and neck with in the standings at the moment. So, gonna... It is, just looking at the standings, Nathan, sorry to interrupt you, Raiders with 48 points, 50 games played. Um, other teams, there's this is fluid, right? Because the standings sometimes take a little bit to update, but they are they've played the most games out of the Eastern Conference as of right now. Um and for them that's it's so shockingly similar to where the Medicine Hat Tigers were last year. They had played a bunch of games in the first half. Second half was gonna be a little bit of a lighter schedule just game number wise, but they were fighting for that eight spot in the standings and it was their playoff games were every night up until the playoffs. And then they had to run into the first ranked Winnipeg Ice and playoffs start today. The Prince Albert Raiders get the first ranked Saskatoon Blades. So it's uh, a long stretch and a tough battle ahead for the the Raiders with let me do math. Eighteen games left in the schedule, but uh, I mean this is this is why they play right for, to get into the playoffs or make these pushes here. And very much, very much in control of control of their own destiny and. 
they'll have to hope that uh, the Calgary Hitman gets a couple right a few regulation regulation losses here because uh games in hand only matter if you win them yeah um at, at at the end of the day and uh despite it is a, a lot of scoreboard watching is going to happen in Prince Albert going forward if it hasn't already started I don't think it started yet. The Raiders still, they have 18 games left. If they can win 10 of those, I think you, I think you have to be feeling pretty good about your chances of getting into playoffs with, uh, if you win 32 hockey games. Um, Yep. I know Saskatoon, did they play tonight? I saw somebody tweeted out and I wish I could credit him. What the, Projection is like what teams need to clinch a playoff spot. I think Saskatoon is at like seven, which is crazy. Um, yeah, their magic number. Is, oh, magic number of points is nine for Saskatoon to clinch a playoff spot, yeah. which is crazy. I don't know how that works. Carry on, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, but other action. I guess we'll touch on the other other action in the Western. Hockey League tonight on Saturday, February the 3rd of 2024. Um, Bloodbridge Hurricanes, big 6 nothing winners over the Calgary Hitmen. That's doing a good sign for the Prince Albert Raiders with obviously Calgary being neck and neck, neck at the moment as as we've touched on. The Moose Jaw Warriors keeping the Red Deer Rebels at bay with a 6-3 final score. Good news for for fans there in Medicine Hat as uh, that keeps the two, the two point lead on the central division intact. The Brandon Wheat Kings five, four winners over the Swift current Broncos, the Portland Winterhawks seven, one over the Seattle Thunderbirds, the tri city Americans back in the win column over the Spokane chiefs by a final score of six to three. And as we're recording, the Vancouver Giants are in action against the Everett Silvertips, four-one with seven forty-four remaining into the to the third period, according to the the banner on the top of the league website. <laughs> AC Bryant working late tonight. I mean, two two hours. He's it's only about nine fifteen p.m. over there right well, now. So it's not they're fine. West Coast time. <laughs> ma- ma- making making all of us stay up late. West Coast, worst coast. Whoa, shots fired. No, it's just, I mean, you got to admit, the central, not central, the mountain time is the best time for sports because the east starts at 5 p.m. mountain time. Mountain time at 7 o'clock. It's, per- it's just perfect. You know, you don't have to do real hard math. It's not like an hour off, it, depending what time of the year it is, yeah. like other provinces. Um we just don't Saskatchewan. We just don't touch our clocks, so we're like in the summer months. We're, yeah, we're, same, we're 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 on Mountain Time, but once daylight savings time happens, we we go to Central. When do you know to check your smoke alarms? You don't. I don't know. Supposed to check your smoke alarms every time the clocks change. It's fire safety from James Tubb. There, there, there you go. Uh, <laughs> son, son of a fire chief. He's former. He's retired now. But yes. Oh. Um yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um yeah, I don't uh what's the the week ahead for the Tigers? And then you can touch on the Raiders uh, Nathan. Tigers host Regina Tuesday night at Co op Place. 
And then Friday, they hit the road to Calgary to face the Hitmen. Saturday hosts the Red Deer Rebels for the final time this season. For all the above reasons that we've already mentioned, huge game for the Tigers. Not that they are overlooking the Regina game or the Calgary game, but uh, I know that one on the calendar has been talked about a lot in the battles of co-op place, that matchup between the Tigers and Rebels as a must win as they uh, look to keep the central intact, central lead intact. Next, next game's on the docket in the next week and change here for the, for the Prince Albert Raiders. I'll, I'll just go with the next five. Um, well, let's next, next five games on tap for the Prince Albert Raiders. Uh, Wednesday night, they welcome the Lethbridge Hurricanes, to the Art Hauser Center for the first time this season. Prince Albert took the loan meeting back at the NMAC Center back in November. Friday night, they're in Saskatoon to take on the Blades. Saturday night, the Brandon Wheat Kings make the pilgrimage to the Art Hauser Center. That'll be a fun matchup as it's one of three times the Wheat Kings will be at the Art Hauser Center this month. Um... And then the following weekend, the 16th, 17th of February, the Raiders will visit Co-op Place and the NMAC Center to take on the Tigers and the Hurricanes. That's the next five games on the schedule for the Prince Albert Raiders. So they're an Alberta trip for the Raiders and maybe others. Who's to say? Leave it at that. Exactly. But... uh yeah, that was the second meeting of the season between the Raiders and Tigers. They'll be if two more rest, left. If the, the the two the two games are anything like the one that was tonight, if you're in Medicine Hat, if you're in Prince Albert, you should buy a ticket and support your local team in those matchups and all the other matchups they have uh, down the stretch know, here for that matter. Um, obviously, we don't know for a hundred percent, but the February sixteenth. Maybe could see Caden Lindstrom. I don't know about where Ryder Ritchie would be at for that one, Nathan. If you could project, or I'm assuming for the March 9th one, both should be in the lineup. Knock on wood for health. But uh, February 16th, a little more up in the air, I would imagine. That'll that remains to be determined. Raiders Ritchie is back in Prince Albert practicing with the team, still in a non-contact jersey. No official timeline yet from the club that's the the latest on uh Ryder Ritchie but this has been episode number 17 of the two papers guys podcast recapping the the Medicine Hat Tigers and Prince Albert Raiders we will see you on the next episode here in the near future as per usual there are plenty of other podcasts out there thank you for taking the time to listen and we will see you next time